yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome on into the Six One Zero podcast. I'm your host Jay Hollihan. I'm back here on this Monday evening, talking about the Phillies falling five to four to the Atlanta Braves in Game Two. Not a, not the way that um, you, of course, wanted that game two to uh to end but i mean it was a tall task to go down there and and win two games two in a row but to give the braves you know that game two the way that they did and to wake up that lineup the way that they did is um an issue you know you can't have uh, mistakes like that, you know, against that good team. I mean, you know, you, you really got to be on. Um, I mean, from, you know, any type of a lead that you build against them, you know, you have to be able to tack on. The Phillies didn't do that. Um, they got runners on. They couldn't bring them home. You know, they had nine hits. Um, and... You know, they, they worked uh, some walks there. They had four, seven walks um, in the game as a toll. So you see how many base runners they had. And then the Braves also made an error. So there was that as well. But they left too many men on base. Um, the offense couldn't bring them home. And that was a big problem. But, you know, you, you give them momentum. You allow them back in the series, you know, where you could have buried them tonight. I mean, going up 2-0, barring an insane comeback, there was probably a very small chance that the Braves would have been able to win Game 3 at Citizens Bank Park. That's, you know, just the way that it looked. And... As I'm seeing over and over again, the Braves make all these plays here. This is just painful as it was to watch it. But, you know, you, you jump out to an early one nothing lead. The offense got going. JT with a huge home run. Um, and then you had, you know, a sack fly to plate Castellanos. And you thought, okay, there's some insurance there for nothing. But then Zach Wheeler you know, goes out and um, had a had a poor inning, you know. But, I mean, Zach Wheeler was so good all night, it's tough to even fault him. I mean, he had 10 strikeouts, uh, only allowed one walk, three hits. He was unbelievable. I mean, that, that was probably one of the best outings you've seen out of a Phillies uh, postseason pitcher since Roy Halladay's no-hitter. Um, that's how good that was. You know, he was so on, you know, and then it just – Oof, one away. I shouldn't say it was the best since Roy Halladay's, but it, it was among with the best. It looked like it was going to be, but unfortunately, um, you know, he, he couldn't hold on to it. There was the Ozzy Albies. I mean, he, you know, allows uh, Acuna to get on there, which, um, you know, he couldn't hold him down 
that long, and I believe that was the lone walk he had. Uh, no, excuse me, it it uh, it was the lone walk he had. Yes, it was the lone walk he had, and unfortunately, that lone walk came in such a huge moment. I mean, you know, you sit there and you say to yourself. You know, okay, it's just a walk, you know, with one out. And then Ozzy Albies comes up and he gets a single and a right, which, all right, you know, Acuna's at third. But when they throw in Cassianos, throws it in there for whatever reason, Trey Turner. And, oh, by the way, this is all with two outs. Uh, I forgot that he got an out before that on Harris. Trey Turner, for whatever reason, misses the ball and allows Acuna to score. I mean, you know, th- this isn't – this is the postseason. I mean, Tur- Trey knows better. I mean, you know, dude, you won a World Series for, for crying out loud. You remember the Dodgers back-to-back years. I mean, it, you know, you've played in the postseason. I just don't understand. I, I just – it's mind-boggling that – how do you drop that? I mean, you got the MVP on third base. You know he's going to take advantage. I, I just, what are you doing, man? Um, and then the offense stalls, and then you trot Wheeler back out. And I know people were a little upset that they ended up sticking with Wheeler, but I mean, you know, when Matt Olson singled, I don't know what I forget exactly what Wheeler's pitch count was, but it really wasn't that incredibly high. Um, and sure he was tiring, but it's Zach Wheeler. He's your ace. He's, you know, he threw, I guess he was at mid to upper eighties at that point. I mean, we know Zach Wheeler can go deep. Um, you gotta allow him to work himself out of it. He pitched a gem, you know, and sure he allowed that home run to Travis Darno, and it's great to look back on it in hindsight, but you know, our Darno is a low ball hitter. And when you throw that curve in there, you got to make sure, you know, one, it's not up the way it was, and two, I mean, he was probably going to sit on it regardless and put a good swing. It was just a matter of had that thing come down or not in play. So that was the point there. He also got Ozuna striking out before, so there was that as well. You know, you bring in Alvarado, and he gets – Two down, you go to the top of the eighth. They can't get anything going offensively. That's the bottom of the eighth. I don't understand. So Alvarado gets an out. Then you go to Hoffman. Hit by pitch to Acuna. And then Albies grounds out. You got two outs. Steals third. I don't understand, you know, the way that this happened. JT Realmuto calls for a pitch up and away. I don't know what pitch it was going to be. I don't know if it was a slider that he ended up throwing. I don't know what exactly it was. But he leaves it a 3-2 slider hanging over the plate, and Austin Riley is not going to miss that. Crushes it. And crushes all of the Delaware Valley tonight. Um... That was brutal to watch. I really cannot believe that that happened. Um, and that was just, 
the case of an inexperienced guy. I mean, Jeff Hoffman is not an experienced bullpen pitcher. He's just not. You know, he doesn't, you know, this is a guy that was given a chance that probably would be pitching in Japan if it wasn't for the fact that Harper, uh, you know, recommended him to Dave Dombrowski. So, you know, I I don't really love that he's your high leverage righty in these situations, but I don't know who else you turn to. I mean, are you going to turn to Michael Lorenzen out of the bullpen? Are you going to turn to... You know, Taiwan Walker, are you going to, you know, like, what are you going to do there? Sir Anthony Dominguez is your second best option. And Sir Anthony needs to finish tweaking some things. And he's definitely not ready for that high leverage of a situation. So that's where you are right now with Jeff Hoffman. Um, but the only way he's, you know, his confidence is low, but the only way that's going to pick back up. And Hoffman's a good pitcher. I mean, I'm not saying Hoffman stinks or that he's, you know, that was a terrible option. And, Jeff Hoffman's terrible, and why would you? No, 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 no. Jeff Hoffman's got some really good stuff. It's just, I don't know if he's ready to be thrown into this big of a high leverage situation. My only problem is, I don't know who else you turn to. The Phillies would have liked it to be Sir Anthony, but he's had issues this year, and he's not trusting his stuff. And, you know, you hear JT talk about it, you know, he needs to trust his stuff. He needs to start trusting his stuff over and over and over again. That had to be the case. He has to really start trusting in what he's doing now what i wonder is and like i mentioned before um you know could you have thought about going um going at a certain point well th- this is too far down the line but to a taiwan walker could you maybe think about that coming out of the bullpen but i just don't know how much experience he has coming out of the bullpen and nor do I really think I'd be looking to that right now, especially because that's not what you have been building to towards the end of the regular season. So there's that as well. Um, but, you know, that was uh, that was tough there in the bottom of the eighth, and then you head to the top of the ninth, and Harper gets on. You know, they had A.J. Minter in there to face Bryce Harper, which is just amazing, you know, and then they bring on Iglesias, and the Castellanos play happened. Listen, I mean, that was not on either you know, that, first of all, that that sucks. That how many times do we see the Phillies in the postseason? Stupid right center field. Oh my God! If they finally hit one out, going to right center. I guess Bryson Stott hit a grand slam, but if they can finally get one to that point of any ballpark in the postseason, is going to be the day that hell freezes over. Because my God, Chase Utley in 2011. JT last year against the Astros and Castellanos tonight. If that ball just goes even just a foot farther, the Phillies have the lead. If Harris misses it, Harper scores and it's tied and Castellanos is in scoring position with your man Bryson Stott coming up and maybe Castellanos is even on third. Who knows? But just a total, total... um. That was just the way that, you know, that's the best way to summarize that game right there is that catch by Michael Harris II. But looking ahead to game three on Wednesday, in Philly, a, this is a 6.07 first pitch start time, um, 5.07 first pitch start time. It's Aaron Nola for the Phils, and we don't know who it's yet for the Braves. I've seen... 
I think Jack Fritz hinted at who it could be for the Braves, but Aaron Nola's got to have his stuff. Nola has to be on again. I mean, this could be really his last chance to pitch at Citizens Bank Park, you know, in his career. And I know he wants to it to leave like the last two did, so hopefully he does that. But, I, you know, it might be Bryce Elder. I'm seeing that here from Jack Fritz. Might be Bryce Elder going for the Atlanta Braves. I'm actually going to assume that it is Elder, um, you know, a right-handed pitcher. Um, so, you know, obviously not a lefty, but you got to hope that the Phillies can go out there and, and get it going, um, against him because this is, uh, this is big. They have to turn the page. I mean, you saw, if you were listening to Phillies postgame live tonight, I mean, you heard from Nick Castellanos with an interesting, uh, quote, you know, he said that we play, you know, we play better when we get punched in the mouth. Um, and you know, I hope that that's the way everyone on that team feels, um, I, I surely think it is because this is a tight knit guy, you know, group of guys that just happen to, it seems like have the same form of thinking all the time, you know, um, and you, you know, you just hope that they're able to go out there and get it done. I mean, Aaron Ola, like I said, he's got to be on. If he can have a performance like Wheeler did tonight and obviously not have it go the way it did, I feel really good about our chances. But if he's off, we're gonna need Ranger to come in and, and give us, you know, and give us a piggyback. I mean, we we can't have uh what happened tonight again. I mean that we need CBP needs to be rocking, the offense needs to get going, Aaron Ola needs to be on. So that's gonna do it for me tonight. Thanks everyone for tuning into the six one oh podcast. I'll be back on Wednesday um to talk about game three. Uh hopefully the Phils pull through with the win. But, um, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in, and as always, talk to you next time. Wake me up! Wake me up inside! I can't wake up!